July 7th, 2016. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Locked from Pedro show. I'm in Pedro, but uh, not with Brother Matt. He's still uh, obligated to this trippy-ass schedule we got with this teaching. Uh, but I'm not exactly alone, man-alone mode, because via the wonders of uh, brilliant people in Estonia developed this Skype software, I think MicroShite, I think I, that's how you say it, now owns, but anyway, we're uh, much appreciated to be connected with uh, Ben Christian from Mr. Susan. Uh, what part of England you guys in? London. South London. Ah. Is it At this present near... time, we're actually in, in Crystal Palace. Is it anywhere near Brixton? Yeah, very near. Yeah, just down the road. Because I played uh, maybe a year ago at the windmill. Was that in the windmill? Yeah. Yeah, we 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 were supposed to be playing there a, a few weeks ago, but I had a bit of a, a back troll, and um, we had to we had to cancel it at the last minute. So you had a bit um, of a what? I've I've got um, a prolapsed disc in my back, so oh, it's just ready to pop out at the yeah, exact time. Yeah, yeah. We we call, play some call gigs. we call them compressed. It's somehow yeah. you, you got an injury, you got a hurt. Yeah, basically, yeah. Those are those are. You know, I got a hurt behind my left uh, shoulder blade and it's getting better but man it's taking forever and those kind of things you feel them no matter how where you put your yourself <laughs> yeah that's about right but we started the show off with practice tape uh, 1963 the third excerpt I played now John Coltrane Eric Dolphy and then uh, Miss Susan off their new album a tune called Muffin Fish Beard uh, Christian let's start with you since Ben's already Bogarted enough spiel time. Uh, what, what's your earliest music memory? Bonsoir. My earliest music memory is um, 2468 Motorway by Tom Robinson being played by my dad at home. I had that 45. And it was uh, it was around the time of Rock Against Racism because, uh, you know, yeah, I'm knocking on now. I'm 44. And we, we lived around the corner from Victoria Park where Rock Against Racism was being held. and There was a U.S. version. I remember being chucked on the back of a fatbed truck. With, oh, yeah. I was chucked on the back of a truck as a child. Um, okay. And surrounded by men with massive pap paper mache heads, and that's all I can remember. Paper mache? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, you, well, ain't too bad of an experience. I've heard... That's a great, it's a good way to start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because I've heard a, a lot of more horror stories than that being uh, used for certain <laughs> things as a young person. But there was a U.S. version of Rock Against Racism. Minutemen did a gig. In fact, there's a picture of it. And if you open up Double Nickels on the Dime, where these news people uh, are filming a lady with a mohawk. They, they, hmm. They've turned their cameras from us. So you can see me turning up the amp. And it's right in front of the Federal Building in West L.A. Uh, I think it was kind of affiliated with the, the England one was first, I know. But, uh, uh, it was kind of a tour. And I remember when they came through SoCal, they asked us to play. Uh, when, did, when did you do yours? So, so, so you, on the back of that truck, you heard music? Yeah, well, I heard music first, but... There was lots of music going around, and and, and that tune by. So what they're playing music off Tom the Robinson truck. Was getting played left, right, and centre because yeah. 
So there's a band of this truck, and this, this truck is driving around. And okay, that's yeah. wow. That's it, wow. It's part. It's part of the procession because there was a march that accompanied it. Yeah. And it marched past our house. Oh, so it's like a demonstration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. And, the, and it, it culminated in, in uh, well, it ended up at the festival in the park. So I used to live uh, when I was very small, um, in Victoria, next to Victoria Park in Hackney, London. You know what? The first time, no, the second time I played in England was Brixton. Something called the Ace. Yeah, the Ace is now the electric. Okay. And the first place was uh, the day before it, uh, on the other side of the river, 100 Club. Yeah, that's a great thing. Which has got some really history, right, because it. of the Sex Pistols. and Yeah, the owner was really strange. He was telling I me... I saw that... a great gig. Yeah? I saw a great gig there the other day. Um, do you know Piss G? Piss G. Jeans? Have you ever heard of a band called Piss Jeans or Sub Pop? Oh, Piss, piss Jeans. Jeans, as yeah. in pissed. Like you piss yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> they were, they were A little fantastic. different than Stonewash, but kind of the same. Yeah, they were. They I played were them on my show before. I played. I huh? think they're. I played them on my show before. I think they're from Philadelphia, right? They are. Yes. Yeah. So it's hundred clubs still doing gigs. Yeah. Somebody told me in the old days it was jazz club. The real old days. Anyway, it still is. Yeah, it still is. But I think Ronnie Scott's around the corner is more and more jazz. Okay. And a hundred club have started to get quite a lot of interest in bands and a, a kind of big. Biggish bands doing album launches there and stuff. So I saw um, what's that guy's name? My missus really likes him. I've forgotten his name. He was in a band called uh, Dan Reed Network. That was it. Okay. My missus really likes Dan Reed Network, and he he launched an album there about two weeks ago. I'm glad it's still happening. Like I said, when I played there, the owner gave me this weird spiel in the. The bouncer people, uh, one of the guys showed me his uh, NF card. Oh, dear. Oh, it dear, 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 dear. I think it was just a weird time of history. <laughs> but but anyway, well, um, how did you get from the back of a truck with people with paper mache heads to base? Um, it's interesting, actually, because I studied clarinet at school. <laughs> so did I. I I got That's put right. on it for like I 10 weeks, and they uh, told me to stop. His name was Mr. <laughs> Luna. He said, Mr. White, you try hard, but uh, we should stop wasting each other's time. You know? Yeah, it's, it's all about the ombudsman, <laughs> you know what I mean? This was but seventh grade, did... though, okay? This is junior high, and I was crushed. I never took another music thing in school again. I, I did music only with D. Boone after school. So you, you were playing clarinet in school. Yeah, and uh, I was playing drums at the same time, and then I left when I left school just before I left school when I was I guess sixteen. I was just oh, this is going to sound kind of I mean this is a little bit embarrassing. It's a bit of a guilty see a bit of a guilty pleasure, but at the time when I was sixteen, now you have to remember I was sixteen. I'm not sixteen anymore. I was a fan of <clears throat> a gentleman called Mark King who people may be familiar with. And I decided that I was going to teach myself to play bass like Mike King. I failed miserably. Is that the level, uh, level, yeah, 42 level 42 guy? guy? So it's kind of a funk, reggae. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, um, I, I was crap at it. So I just, um, I, I've been playing ever since and I've just, just yeah, become why, why did you, noisy. What, what drove you to, towards him, towards bass guitar and give up the drums and give up the clarinet? Um, 
I don't know. You know when you find you 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 start playing something and you it's, it just becomes you. That sounds quite poncy and pretentious, but you know what I mean. It's, <laughs> you get couple Ponce, playing you know, something. I, I learned that word ponce in uh, something called Wedgwood Room. What's it, Portsmouth? <laughs> no, because it's time. I'm born born in Portsmouth, but Virginia. But there's a port. The original one, of course, is where you guys are. And yeah. there was a picture of this band on the bulkhead, you know, and yeah. so, the kind of frilly shirts and shit. And someone had written across them the whole picture, Ponce. <laughs> so I, I asked the boss at the gig there, what's the Ponce? He asked me to use my imagination. Obviously, it's, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so just, I don't just, think you sound like a Ponce. I'm just curious because in the old days, bass is like you got put on bass. You didn't choose it. No, I chose it 100%. That's and I've, I've never looked back. I've always, I've always only ever played bass. I, I can do I do other stuff. I, I play other stuff, but I don't own anything other than basses at home. Okay. I've just got, I've got too many of them, has to be said, but I haven't got any other musical instruments in my house. Do you remember house. your first gig on bass in front of people? Yes, um, my first gig on bass in front of people exactly. was in the Joiners Arms in Southampton. Oh, I we'll, played there. Yeah, it was in St Mary. It used to be a horror house. It was my first ever gig. I'd never done a gig before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the nicest part of town as well, which is where the football ground is, the soccer ground is now. Okay. Um, so I've been going back there actually and trying What's to. What's his name, Ricky? What's his name, Ricky? I was 17 at the time. It was a long time ago. Oh, okay, okay. They got a young guy there now, I think, named Ricky. I'm pretty Quite sure. Possibly. Cool, it wouldn't cool, surprise very me. Cool people, very cool people, very cool people. Yeah. I played there twice now. So what was it like? Was it a pants shooter? <laughs> <laughs> or were you, no, like, full-on no, you know, cocksure or what? Was it scary? Was it, was, it, it was fantastic because okay. I, I, at that time I just got my first proper bass. I'd like to say proper bass on, as opposed to the kind of, um, you know, the Westones that, that were, like, were, were going around there. But I got, I, I'd just been, been bought a Precision for my birthday. Fender. Yeah, and I, I loved it. And I took it down, it weighed a ton, but I took it down there with me on the train and played this gig and for me it was just all about oh wow i've got this great new bass and oh we're, we're playing some who songs oh it's gonna be amazing wow, it was john the whole... entwistle. <laughs> you what john entwistle yeah obviously i wasn't i did my bit but i wasn't playing any of the john entwistle signature runs or anything what, what like that when i was 17 years old no he had a big influence on me i mean you could hear him on actually you could hear a lot of the england guys on records uh, the yeah. U.S. rock records, it was hard to hear some bass. Alice Cooper, I could hear uh, Blue Oyster Cult some more. But a lot of our stuff was more murky. Over there, they turned it up loud, man. Tony Visconti yeah. on uh, Width of a Circle and Geezer Butler. Yeah. Even bands like uh, Animals, Chaz Chandler and uh, Kinks, Pete Quiff. You can hear the bass. Yeah, wow. you can. Okay, I think can a lot of that, actually, is to do with the fact, if you think about... Um, how bass players play yeah. a lot of them will just play in the same key and the same at the same point in the octave as the guitar and it just gets lost it makes it thicker but yeah. actually you, you don't hear anything you don't actually ah uh, because the composition hear what the bass player is doing just part of them a noise yeah so you think about um too much unison and, uh, sorry too much unison 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's, so you don't have any counter. You, what, you don't have any counterpoint. <laughs> what are you adding to it? Well, you know, that, that's a good point because uh, the bass I could hear really easy in U.S. music was uh, R mm. and B. There's a lot of counterpoint between the guitar and yeah. the bass. Also, yeah, tonally, uh, more trebly, and big uh, fat bottom. James Jamerson, he's yeah. a big influence on me. Okay, well, can, can we go over to? Uh, well, well, let's play this uh, certain uncertain. Definitely, you were not uncertain about bass, Christian. No, so this obviously not. For you. <laughs> Say the golden zone is not organic. Yeah. 
touch my rabbit's foot and pray, touching wood like all the rest. Help is on the way, help is on the way. Women and children say, and let me see light first. Touch 
trying to be unique Well, you're a rough diamond You're not a pearl Yeah, you're my kind of girl Yeah, you're my kind of girl Suburban girl Oh, walk in Lost in your world If I could tame your heart You would tear me apart Tear me apart Last night suicide in the park Yeah, somebody left their mark Taken enough Well, I don't know Where we can go You said you run the show Yeah, you run the show Never coming back, so you gotta let it go. Suburban girl, oh, I'm lost in your world. Lost in your world. If I could tame your heart, would it tear me? Tell me apart 
got me down, down, down. Oh, I'm lying, clown. Watch my light go out. And on this hard, long road that we shall walk on, I was bound to cut you. I'd had my way. Now it's cold and lonely. We have grown up. Throw it all away. Throw it all away. Oh, lover on town. Ain't got enough to go around. Hang your head.
parents won't even spank their children. Why for Pedro Show uh, started that chunk of music off a brand new Mr. Susan Certain slash Uncertain. And then uh, that's from their new album. And then from my, uh, I found my, all my old Lemon Kitten records. And uh, do you know about these cats? They're from the uh, late 70s, early 80s. I think Friends of Genesis, Peoria. No, I've, I've heard them on your show, but that's, yeah. That's I think they turned the into shock, shock-headed Peters. And then uh, the lady went on her own, D Danielle Dax or something. Yeah, anyway. Risk job slash once green and pleasant land. Yeah, I love these records. See, this was my idea of punk. It's whatever. <laughs> and Lemon Kittens totally uh, mm. uh, manifested that in my, my mind. Yeah, I never thought it was. I thought the styles of music was up to each band. The movement to me was more than the genre, you know. Anyway, uh, Night Auditor, higher after that. Alani and Mersel. Ghoul Sabu Badash Ahmad, and that's uh, this guy Lanny goes over to Afghanistan and uh, does music with kids there, which is pretty happening. Postcards from Jeff after that, Suburban Girl, I think this is York, uh, same with King Harvest and Wait with Rhodes. Then Mr. Tom and Tobacco, he's out of Pittsburgh with Suck Viper, brand new from him, a very be careful from here. But their people are from Colombia, so they do this uh, kind of accordion, uh, Vallenta, Vallenata, that's the, the stuff. I got to play with them a couple weeks ago. Las uh, Sabanas, and Midi Sounds Frontiers by a pretty intense uh, bass man, Christian. Uh, this guy uh, goes under the name uh, Square Pusher, and he did... Uh, oh, I know him. He's a, like he's you know, Flea. Flea actually, Flea turned me on to him. He, that's one of his favorite bassmen, and this guy's kind of a one-man band. Yeah, Tom, used, Tom uh, Jenkinson. His real name is. Oh, okay. He's from Essex. He's from Chelmsford in Essex. Essex. So yeah. that's a. Uh, uh, where did I play in Essex uh, last tour? Uh, Ramsgate. That's in Kent, Mike. <laughs> oh, that's Kent. That's it's the other side east. of the water. Oh, it's the other side. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for learning me. I thought Ramsgate was there. It was a little old port town. It's kind of tiny, but it was really neat. Really neat. Yeah. I want to go back there and play. I think Adrian Sherwood lives there. Uh, Toys That Kill, Four Straight, from their new album. I got to play with them last night in K-Town here. Uh, guy who moved from Torrance uh, to Pedro and quit professional skating to run Recess Records, his uh, own label, and Toys That Kills band. Okay, Ben, what's your uh, earliest musical memory? Um, it probably would just be my dad playing loads and loads of records. He had quite a, an, a, a ridiculous, um, ridiculously large um, collection of vinyl. Okay. And, um, yeah, pretty much everything from sort of um, early sort of 60s sort of Scar and Blue Beat right through to sort of, um, you know, Rhythm and Blues and then prog stuff and then, you know, later stuff. He was always buying music, so it probably would have just been my dad playing music. And I knew it was like something important because when you're very small, you're not allowed to touch the record player. So oh, yeah, I just knew it was something really important. It was a big deal in my house. He didn't house. want you to scratch your records. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was you know hold it round the edge. You know, sure, be careful. Sure. You know. 
you know, he always had a good stereo as well. So, now, you know, uh, D. Boone at his pad, it was completely opposite. He didn't even use covers. These motherfuckers are on the hardwood floor, you know, grape juice. You'd have to put like three or four quarters on the stylus to keep it from skipping. So it's music in the house. Your pop's a music fan. Uh, yeah, yeah, massive fan. Yeah, massive. Well, what's the first record you bought yourself? Uh, the first record I can remember by, and I was thinking about this the other day, it was, I think I got given like a, one of these record tokens, um, when they used to exist. And, um, I, it was a bad man. How did album. you get it? It was a birthday present. Someone oh, gave me okay. like a, it's just like a voucher that would Understood. come in a card. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Um, we would call it just, a, a gift card or some yeah, shit. Yeah. Gift card, same sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it was a bad manners album and I'm not, I, oh, I, I remember just, them, a yeah. Buster Blood Vessel. That's the, that's big the man, thing, yeah. big man. <laughs> yeah, big, big dude. I, I, I seem to remember like seeing him on telly or something like that. And, um, kind of one Scott. Of yeah, Scott. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I was, I, I, I remember that age. I was probably, I was probably only about five or six, but I really liked sort of bad manners and, uh, madness and things. Yeah. That, things that, like that. That, that, that was but, big know, in, it was so, kind of, yeah, that was big in SoCal. In fact, uh, Fishbone yeah. comes out of that scene. Yeah. Uh, interesting. So, so what about uh, you connecting with making music yourself? Well, it, it took me a lot. It took me quite a while. It, I mean, I always loved music, and I sort of was always really into buying music and listening to music. And it wasn't really till I was about um, I don't know, sixteen, seventeen, something like that, that I, I actually school. got like, the motivation to want to play myself. Yeah. Um, I think it was. To be honest, I think it was. It was two things. I had um, on an advert on the telly. I heard "Crosstown Traffic" by Jimi Hendrix, and I hadn't heard Great it before. And, and when I heard that, and I just you know spoke to my dad, and he was like, "Well, it's that that weird vinyl over there with all the pictures of the naked '70s ladies," because um, it had like this weird cover with all these naked '70s ladies on the front. Yeah, sure, sure. Off. And um, and I just put that Electric on. And, uh, yeah, it seems that I was also that the on. name of his studio. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it was that. It was a combination of that and probably uh, there was a, a Frank Zappa album called um, Overnight Sensation. There's got this oh, really yeah. filthy distortion on a song called I'm the Slime that he starts with like a wah pedal, and it just sounded filthy. And um, everything I'd everything I'd heard up until then was pretty, you know, eighties like popular music was pretty well well overproduced and kind of shiny and cheesy and then i heard that and it can was just, i can, it just I, like can I ask you about somebody in those days yep. that was pretty yep. wild over where you are yep wilco johnson a band yep. called dr yep. uh feel good yep yeah he, um he was yeah, pretty just, wild i think the yeah. guy in gang of four copied him yeah he so he has some great moves as well he's on still, the stage he's still doing it now you know I mean, he, he beat he, cancer right yeah yeah he, uh, he actually thought he was gonna die and Brain then tumor. and then um found that um they found that it wasn't cancer after all it was it was something entirely different and now he's he's fine in fact he's played he's been playing i, I, I saw that yeah, he's been playing constantly i mean and small venues and big venues he, he's not really been picky about where he's been playing but he's, he played a, a venue that we've played a few times a new cross in which is a a small venue in new well, cross he probably just uh, digs uh, playing yeah exactly which is the right way to be yeah, we're at the end of the first hour. We're at the end of the first hour, July 7th, 2016, Dishwap Pedo Show special guest, Mr. Susan.
Hold tight for hour two. July 7th, two, 2016, it's the second hour. Watch from Pedro Show. Just the kind of guy that everybody seems to mind When you're least expecting it, I'll sneak up from behind I need all your attention now, I need it really bad If you're doing slightly worse than me, I'm always really glad You'll always hear me coming even in a crowded bar You'll try to move away from me but won't get very far Welcome to my world that mindless popularity contest So good in my world That mindless popularity contest Now my favorite occupation What you mean you have to leave Your train is at the station Stay right here and have a beer Don't ask about the wife Listen while I boast about my fascinating life My new girlfriend's expecting me She's young and hot and Asian Every time I talk to her It ends in litigation It's getting late, I'm feeling great You just want to get home If I didn't take so many drugs I'd still be in the zone to my world that mindless popularity contest so good in my world that mindless popularity contest
called heroin. This is dedicated to Miriam. Miriam Methadrine. <laughs> Sometimes he feels just like Macbeth Thinks he owes some big kind of debt So I 
I took the kid down to the harbor inn But the cops there, they wouldn't let him in Yet he's used to being turned away He's gonna show them some fine day so easily excited It's like having a party where you aren't invited too soon Meanwhile my friend Kevin still shooting at the moon And one thing Lou said that if princesses are be smudged All the fallen knights don't know what it's worth
Some people, they will try to rip you off. Oh, but me, I just toss that off. And other people, they got good hearts. And it's a crying sin for them to be apart. I get so easily excited It's like having a party when you aren't invited about the place where the river catches on fire. If you stand up, look out at the city lights late at night, you can feel it winding like a great burning snake to meet the coldness and the mystery right at the edge of the beach. Took Annie down to Christie's Lounge Cause double solitaire's the only game in town You know she planted a bomb in my pocket Turned on the ignition and the damn thing went off On the ledge of the bridge, staring down into the water's edge, I thought about you as the water rolled away. But I don't know why I feel this way. Don't know why I feel this way. I don't know why I feel this way. I don't know why I say what I say. 
get so easily upset. You know me, Mama, now. It's like having a party where you want to fight.
Live from Pedro Show, starting the second hour off, brand new Mr. Susan Popularity Contest. Then Andre Williams, his new album, mm-hmm. I Want to Go Back to Detroit City. Peter Laffner and Don Harvey, and Fetterman. Uh, duo Decibel System, It Only Hurts. Uh, Festival Improv, Mike Grossman, Legless Bird, Lester Bangs and the Delinquents, and finally Rajas with Holden Pattern. They, they were on the bill last night. Uh, yeah, the guy, you know, you come up to somebody, yeah, last time I talked to you, Mike Watt, it was 1991. <laughs> <coughs> but I could remember the venue. It was a San Francisco uh, Paradise Lounge. I remembered, I remembered it better than him, so, and I'm 59 in December. Let's go back. <laughs> what, what was your first gig like, Ben? Uh, my first gig was a shocker, and it was a pancha. Um, okay. Yeah, it was a, it was, a, it was like a jam night in like a, a place out in the stick. So it was all these like older dudes that were really had their chops together playing blues, and we kind of rocked up and played our own stuff, and it didn't go down that well. As you can probably yeah, guess. I've been in that situation. You know, they. I mean, a lot of these jam. You know, what we nights, call those. Yeah, a lot of these jam nights. They. You know what we call sorry? those kind of gigs? We call them character so, builders. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, it was. It's got these kind of jam nights. Usually, end up being just a house band wanting to play with a couple of their mates some blue standards that they already know, and sure. there's never really any actual jamming going on at all. <laughs> that's what I always find. It's a bit of a misnomer that title. Okay. So um, yeah, we we didn't go down that well to put it to put it mildly. <laughs> we weren't what they. Okay, let's talk about Mr. Susan. They were expecting. Let's talk about Mr. Susan. How'd that get happening? Uh, well, originally it started. Um, it all came together when we got a room. We we we, we got a, a regular practice room, that, pad. practice pad that we yeah. could use for ourselves every week, um, anytime we wanted. Um, so I got together with Barry, who plays the drums. Yeah, and he he bought a synth, and um, we'd never really messed about with that previously. It always I'd always been in bands that were just guitar, bass, drums, and he bought this uh, sample pad as well. So he deserves a lot of credit for that because we just then started messing about with samples. Um, so at the time it was just me and Barry, so it's just drums and guitar. So I thought this time um, we're just going to make like four or five songs. What, what do you mean, drums and, then, and guitar? Like we, uh, you, you said synthesizer. Uh, and synthesizer, sorry, yeah, uh, and synth and the sample pad. Obviously, so we thought we we're going to make it. But it was a duet. This. It was two cats. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we we played a few damn nights, and and we decided that we really needed to get a bass player, and you know we yeah, we, uh, think you know, about we it. Think about it. That poor, lonely, naked kick drum. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, gave you, I gave you a chance to think about it there, Ben. You know, it's not right. It shouldn't be that lonely. I know, in fact, some of the, the, the like uh, jam nights and things that we did, I actually did pick up the bass a bit. I'm not a very good bass player, though, so, so I didn't persist you, with that. How'd you meet Christian? How did how you get the band? Well, we, we, we advertised. Uh, first of all, we, we, uh, Ian came on board with his solo synth, yeah. and um, we, we sort of messed about with a couple of different lineups. We had a couple of different... Uh, bass playing guitarists, we thought maybe we'd add a guitar. That didn't work. So we added the Silas in, and then we were just advertising and uh, on this website, I think it's called Band Mix, and I kept seeing this um, 
per, you know, this big guy. And all his influences were kind of like the kind of thing we were after. It was like jazz, um, you know, post rock, you know, punk. What all these? They found death. Yeah. And um, so he, he just he, he I I thought that you know I, it was one of those things you have to pay for the thing. So I just. Put the, put the put the laptop on one day and there was a message from Christian. I thought, yeah, it's definitely meant to be. And he made the effort, a lot of effort, to learn all of the songs really well. And within the first practice, I knew straight away he was going to be the one for the band. So um, there was no, it wasn't even like, oh, this is an audition. Wow, no trial. Let's, yeah. you know, we'll give you a ring. It was just like, no, you're in the band, that's it, you know. That's bitching. Okay, we're going to play Uninvited Guest, even though this...
mind the silhouette staring at her parky breast in June. My life's so clear, clear I watch it turn into water. In my mind the silhouette staring at her parky breast in June. My life's so clear, clear I watch it turn into water.
Show uninvited guest, Mr. Susan, brand new. The, the mellow man, Cosmic Ted. I found out they got a bass man from Comesia. Comesia is on an island called Vis, off Dalmatian coast, Croatia. And uh, a lot of the Slavs and Pedro, they're from, uh, yeah, so it's kind of a connection. I remember coming here from Virginia and, and looking at a map and seeing Yugoslavia and Pedro and like, what the fuck? But it's all about people, <laughs> like most things. <laughs> uh, water from the Happies for those not willing to share. Poem from Joe Brewer. And finally, Swarmer Bees, Sinatra 5 Edit. That's a new project from, I can't, what was his name? Art Trip. Art Trip was uh, actually uh, at Marimba, right? And uh, Kent Beefheart's band. Yeah, he was in the Mothers as well. And, and, yeah, and Mothers. Actually, I think he was with them first, with Frank Zappa first. Yeah. Quite a uh, percussion drummer, man. Uh, okay, so Mr. Susan was already doing gigs before Christian was in the band? Yeah, we'd been playing for maybe about a year, but I'd say we were sort of experimenting with different lineups and then just literally a couple of weeks before Christian joined, uh, Ian, who plays Xylosin for us, he's a, a big jazz cat. He's a he's a jazz he's a jazz monster and um, can read music and all the kinds of things that us dunces can't do. Um, he's you know uh, you know can conduct all, well he's arranged stuff for orchestras and things like that. So um, oh, wow. straight away he he walked in wearing a suit and I remember the, the guy that we had at the time that was playing bass for us said uh, said uh, oh so what do you do for a living? Are you a, you a teacher? And he just looked at us and went. I'm a musician. That's <laughs> all in our place. <laughs> I remember when I first saw the jam, the, uh, they're at the whiskey, and they all had little suits. In fact, almost the same suit, I think. <laughs> it was really funny. I'd, I'd never re really seen stuff like that before. A lot of the punk rockers had funny homemade clothes, but they had little suits. Uh, so... Was that what the cue for that bass man? He's I'm out of here because you're wearing a suit. Um, no, I think he just he, he just found out things that he was that he was doing. I, I'm to this day I'm not really quite sure what. Um, but um, he, he didn't want to be in the band anymore, and um, so Chris came in and we had studio time booked, so we um, went straight in and did the first EP. That's bitching. Look, we're at the second hour, end of the second hour, July 7, two thousand sixteen. Dishwap Peter Show. Hold tight. Our three. 
July 7th, 2016. It's the third hour. What for Pedro show? The question is as on the order paper, Chancellor of the Exchequer. Uh, Madam Deputy Speaker, I beg to move the motion in the name of the. this afternoon in this debate if members on both sides of the chambers continue to ball at each other. It would be a very good idea if we could listen to the Chancellor and proceed with the debate. I'm sure he'll be generous in giving way, Chancellor of the
seen the paces go through the places burn all the traces we alone carry for we are too so despite what you
calling back to Martha The letters in her hand It's written by mother Before she went to bed Calling back to Martha With a shoestring heart Martha, why don't you let your mother go to sleep? Martha, why don't you let your mother leave? Teardrops on the letter, Martha cried so hard. All the mother knew of mother was erased with one word. Church bells in the distance, mother tried to hear. Martha, why don't you let your mother go to sleep? Mr. Susan, Lorelai of Spain, had Josh on the show last. His sister Rachel's new uh, stuff, The Ground, uh, new from Papier Teague, The Heebie Jeebies, The Freaks with Fast Forward, finally Miles with Martha, not Miles Davis, just Miles from, I think, Rockport, Illinois. Uh, so the first thing you guys did was not a gig. You, you went in and, and recorded right away. With Christian, um, I think you might play the gig first, mind you. Yeah, we did play. Yeah, we played a gig at the New Crossing first, and then it was straight into the studio, pretty much. You know, within a month of Chris being in the band. Okay, what well, can you tell me about this new record? Because I have played some stuff from you guys before that has some of these tunes that were from gigs. Oh yeah, from the live the live bootleg. Yeah, so there were there were probably four or five songs that we were originally going to just do like an EP. And then we found that by the time we'd got around to 
getting all the mixes done and all the rest of it, we had five more songs. So we just thought, right, we'll make an album of it. Okay. And uh, oh, so that's... It'll cost the same amount of money to, you know, release. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, some of these were from the days before Christian? Uh, maybe a couple, yeah. But most, I think the majority on this album... Uh, the majority of them are are new new songs. So, and this is yeah, what you're some... playing. This is what you're playing at gigs. Yeah, yeah. And what was the process like? Was it like playing a gig in front of the mics, or was there a lot of overdubs? Uh, um, well, initially uh, was... yeah. Initially, as a three piece, it was uh, me, Chris, and and Barry just recording it as we would have done at the gigs. Um, no real overdub, and just recorded live, and then. Ian's parts because Ian's in Florence, so he sends his parts oh, by mean, uh, by email. You mean Forenza, Italy? Yeah, yeah. So he sends all of his um, all of his um, yeah all of his basically layers and layers of stuff, which um, God bless him, Alex, the guy who, who um, you know mixed it for us, has yeah. then got to um, separate all the wheat from the chaff, and uh, you know we've got to yeah, stand around and argue about which bits we keep and which bits we don't. You notice the side four of double nickels on the dime, it's side chafe. Oh, yeah. That, that's the same idea, the wheat from the chaff. Yeah. 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 It also means some kind of itch. <laughs> kind of a rat. It does. Chafe, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, this knob guy, the, the uh, editor man, he's a big component of this record then. He is. He's, he's, he's a great guy, Alex. Yeah, he's uh, Shrunken Head Studios in, in Nunhead, which is in South London. And um, you know, he's, he's, he's a big enthusiast. I mean, he loves what we do, which makes a big difference. If you've got time. someone that's, of course. that really loves what you do, they're going to spend a bit of time on it and they're going to, you know, put some love into it. Which that's is, right, not the cursory. That means a big difference. Yeah. We're, uh, speaking of synth and Florence, and, what's this synth gib about? Right, synth gimp is—it's a little swipe at your um, your hypocritical big rock stars that um, that have all these ideas about saving the planet and yeah. they don't pay for their tax or you know <laughs> uh, basically preach to all us little plebby people and say oh you know like Bono clicking his fingers and saying you know save the planet whilst living in Switzerland and not paying any tax. Okay. So uh, That's what it's kind of a, a critique. Okay, let's listen. Uh Trite song will raise a comparative pittance, ignores Africans, and has a logo implying the virus struck the entire continent. P patronizing and perpetuating myths again, Band Aid should have learned its lessons and stayed silent. Um, perhaps less colorfully, uh, what would be your response to that? Completely.
star Or just a hapless one with wonder And Carly sent you all the cultures Like Robert Nicky singing vultures You want to further your career now He faintly smoked and looks sincere now With no idea of what the deal is You sell your mother for a cheese whiz You're a person from a far land And rockstar's not to lend a big hand Don't worry if their music's quite bland Just tell them what they need to understand The money must go to the needy Not all on admin and the greedy Or any corporate kind of mass pin Or to me you cause he's a simp yeah. They really come to save the earth now To reach the conscience of their rich pals They took the world upon its axis They never ever pay their taxes They come to offer you a portion There'll be no feedback or distortion You better watch out for Madonna In case she steals another orphan 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 In she steals another orphan
show uh last music for this edition synth gimp you guys heard the backstory on that so uh yeah a little bit of your imagination has been uh, kind of compromised but that you know why not get it from the cats who made it now, joe bouchard <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> joe bouchard with uh, dusty old piano now, joe bouchard played bass in the blue oyster cult was big hero for me uh, Jake Rosenzweig with a, a piece called Janice. He just he's he's on tour right now, playing this around. He's uh, quite a mo- motivated young man. Finally, Chinese herbal medicine with winds in the sun. The alternative mix. Uh, yeah, getting back to Mr. Susan. So, what about tour? Right. Well. My our, my back injury has sort of put a, put a bit of a stop to our uh, our fun at the moment. Um, we've got we have got some gigs lined up. Um, we're actually um, in September playing with uh, Eda Nielsen, which is Prince's bass lady. Yeah, incredible. Um, so yeah, that, great. That's, yeah, that's at the Underworld in Camden. So um, so yeah, we've had to sort of take a month or so off from from gigging just so I can sort of recover from this yeah, back, of course. Uh, injury. But um, but as soon as we can get back on it, we will. I heard that laying on the deck and doing stretches helps. Yeah, I mean, I've, 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 I've had it for about six years. I've pretty much tried everything. Six I'm, I'm going to go have a hand tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, so it's been pretty... Uh, it's, it's, the been, gi- it's the gift that keeps giving. Pretty horrendous, really. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the sciatica that really lets you... It is, yeah. Now, is Ian more of like a recording partner? Does he come to England to do these gigs with you? 
No, he comes. He comes over to do the gigs. He's, okay. he's very. Uh, he's a good lad. He, um, you know, with via the uh, the amazing uh, EasyJet uh, budget airlines, <laughs> sure, sure. he manages to. Uh, he manages manages to get over for the for the gigs. You know, occasionally we'll we'll you know we'll we'll play some as a as a three piece. Um, you know, just to keep the prac and just to keep going. Of course. What, um, what's it like? Yeah. Is it, it's a big hole in the music, right? Well, yeah. Don't you cloffer? What's that? Yeah. Different sets. We we do change the material around. A ah, bit, so you play more trio oriented stuff when there's just three. Yeah. Of you. Okay. Okay. I understand. It tends to be a lot rawer. Let's put it that way. Uh, and and he's a, he's a jazz he's a jazz synthesizer player. Does he play yeah, other I mean, stuff? Does he play piano? He plays a vibraphone uh, ah, and also vibes. Uh, yeah. a thing called um, uh, a xylo synth, which is. Is 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 magical. You can just plug a laptop into it, and yeah. he's got some of the most incredible sounds. Things like Moogs and Mellotrons and um, samples. You know, yeah. And so he, he can get any of these. And he triggers sounds. them by playing mallets. Yeah. yeah. Does he use the, the the two mallets per hand? I just did some gigs. Got, uh, yes, some he gigs does. With, yes, uh, he's got that that unusual system where he's got yeah, he's got two. Yeah, so you can make four. You can make four note chords. We, uh, yeah. me and my yeah. second man, did some gigs with X and Don Bonebreak. He's really good on those. In fact, we we brought him on stage to collaborate with us. Him doing that. Uh, Lionel Hampton was really good at that stuff. Vi- vi- the vi- uh, we, we we just shortened it. We called it the vibes, but yeah, vibraphone. Also, uh, at marimba, right? The wooden ones, the marimbas. They're yeah. very interesting. Yeah, a, qu- a quarter of your band. Is, is, is Italian. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, you know, exactly. that, that makes things interesting. Lot, because, I've, because I've been in bands previous to this one, actually, now that I think about when you live in London, I mean, I've played in sort of Latin bands, Ecuadorian bands. Uh, that's what it's about. A lot of Italian guys, actually, here. And yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's, that's something that, yeah, people aren't really... Fa- yeah, everybody can learn from I everybody. I think people forget, actually, that... People people forget that there there is no such thing as an indigenous person. Yeah, I think and, uh, uh, th- th- people get it, emotional. It just doesn't exist. They get emotional when it comes to these things, and they don't really think them through. No, exactly. I, I want to thank you guys so much for being on and wish you a bunch of success. Thanks very much. It's been an honor to be on. And uh, please, new music, send it my way so I can play. Definitely. Okay. Christian Ben, thank you much. Good people, July 7, 2016 edition of the Watford Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.